0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott, I'm sober, and I'm a heathen. Therefore, I am the sober heathen. That's the name of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, Another great um, interview today. Uh, Please check out the other ones that are posted and please find us wherever you like to listen and like and comment or subscribe or do whatever uh, that app is. as you do to support the podcast, not just for me, but the people that are recovering out loud, they're the most important ones. It's, it's not easy for everybody to get on and tell their story and, uh, and and do that, so they deserve that support. So give them a listen and uh, support the podcast and so we can keep doing this. Um, lots of podcasts this week. Uh, I had two yesterday, uh, another good one today, two tomorrow. So it's, it's, they're, they're firing off like crazy. I am truly honored to have people willing to come and do this stuff. So today I have Mel. Mel, welcome to the Sober Heathen Podcast. Tell us uh, where you're from and a little bit about your story, if you would.
1: Hey, I'm from the greater Seattle area in the Pacific Northwest, and I got sober almost exactly six years ago. I celebrated my six-year soberversary on Tuesday. Ah, here I am, six years and two days and uh, I just woke up one day feeling sick and tired of being sick and tired. I felt like a waste of space. I had lost friends, jobs. It's probably part of the reason why my marriage had ended, and I woke up, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to give myself two weeks. I'm going to try two weeks, see if I can dry up, um, just see how I feel, and after the two weeks, I was like, okay, well, let's try June, and here we are six years later, and it's the Best thing that I've done. It gave me my life
0: back. Oh yeah! you know I'm going to get an applause button one of these days or <laughs> the crowd cheering thing because I mean, I it just doesn't do it justice for me to fist pump and say "woo" yeah. over here. I mean, it, 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 six years is freaking amazing. Congratulations!
1: Thank you. They so, tend to add up after a while.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really interesting just to start off with that you said you I'm going to do two weeks and just see what see what it's like. I mean, yep. when you said when you made that decision. Was, was there any intent? Was there an intent of I'm going to give it two weeks and then I'm going to go see if I can regulate? Or was it I'm going to give myself two weeks and then make a decision? How was how your mind working on that?
1: Um, I don't think my mind was thinking that far. I think I just wanted to see what would happen at the end of two weeks. And it just felt like it was what I was supposed to do. I honestly, I don't really think I had much of an intent after that two weeks.
0: I think that's great. I mean, you know, that's the intent, you know, sometimes setting an expectation and look what happened. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I definitely
1: know, we, didn't expect this to happen.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it worked out really well. And I, and we were talking a little bit and I, I want you to talk about that too, but we we're talking uh, about AA prior to uh, recording and yeah. um, you know, AA says, you know, in, in part of the book, it talks about, you know, uh, we'll quit for a day or a week and then Try to maintain if that's what you want to do, and that'll be your answer on if you can do it. And you kind of did exactly that. You did two weeks, and you're like, "Holy crap!" You know, and, and again, don't let me put words in your mouth, but you did two weeks. No, you know, that I, I was, feel, was
1: holy I crap. Really good, right? look What I can do? Yeah. Look what I can
0: do. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna put that with the the cheer. Look what
1: I can do. Exactly, because yeah. honestly, sobriety, you really don't know what you can do with it until you start it, and. <laughs> What I love about sobriety and recovering out loud is I get to connect with all these other people who didn't know what their life would be like. And they're like, I can do all of these things now that I've gotten sober. I can get my black belt. I can open a small business. I can go for runs and go hiking with my kids. Like all these things you didn't ever think, you know, even the small ones ever think were ever achievable when you were drinking. Sobriety's like, look what I can
0: do. That's awesome. So you're a black belt now, huh?
1: Oh, no, no, I was, I was, no, I was, that's an example from somebody else. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was going to that's, that's pretty badass. I, <laughs> I have to be reminded how to throw a punch. <laughs> I want to take self-defense classes. I do. I'm Now that we're getting more out of this pandemic-y phase, I can go back sure. to learning how to defend myself.
0: Yeah, and the, and the, the fog starts to clear after, after using, and, and the mm-hmm. longer you get. You know, I'm uh, I'm only eight months into it. I, okay, let me rephrase that. Saying only eight months is, is a negative. I am happily eight months into it, gratefully eight months into it. And, uh, you know, ev- every day seems like everything's a little bit clearer. Um,
1: yes, I love that. I love the first, the, the pink phase, is that the pink haze, is that what they call it? Uh, when you first get sober and everything is just starting to, fit and starting to click in. And what I love is that comes back for me around my soberversaries and yeah. big, huge, like 1000 day sober, 2000 day sober, five years sober. You know, I kind of get that. If you cut me, I'm going to just explode sunshine all over the place. And I love that <laughs> feeling about sobriety.
0: That, that's How you start to
1: feel like actually feel things again. Joy feels like joy. Laughter feels like laughter, not just like ha ha ha. You actually feel that laughter inside of you. And go on and on about that
0: oh please do i mean that's i mean
1: i've people... blogged about how my laugh has changed since i was uh actively drinking and when i got sober i used to have i think his name is nelson on the simpsons that ha, ha. Mm-hmm. that was my laugh my laugh now is nothing like that my laugh has joy my laugh has melody my laugh has different pitches to it and it actually sounds like someone who can feel joy again and who has emotions again. that's what I love that sobriety gave me back is my joy.
0: Yeah. It's authentic, right? All the yes. feelings are authentic. They're, they're and yes, real. that
1: means that the crappy feelings are going to feel bad too, but they're going to feel bad whether or not I'm drinking. And I would rather prefer to not have a hangover to add to my emotional pain.
0: Yeah. And, and you're absolutely Among right. Among right. other things, of course. Sure, and I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, um, it it numbs the things, but you're absolutely right; they're still there. Um, mm-hmm. I I drank, I consumed gallons and gallons and gallons of alcohol per week. At the end, and oddly enough, I couldn't drink enough to make my problems go away. As right. hard as I tried, you know what nope. I mean. I I mean, I would I would swallow my vomit when I would drink in the morning to to, to stop the shakes, uh, um, to preserve that alcohol and not waste it. But you know yeah. what? It never, even all that effort never did a damn thing to take away my problems. just seems it, to
1: make things a little bit worse. Adds a few more problems into it.
0: Yeah. Cause you're ignoring them. And then mm-hmm. when things go away, you know, if you have a cut and it gets infected and you ignore it, you know, I mean, it's only going to get worse. So that's, I mean, that's really what, it, I mean, a disease is and addiction is a disease. And if, uh, you don't treat it the right way. Exactly. It won't get better. So, yeah, we were talking about it beforehand and and I love the energy that you're bringing. So don't hold back. I mean, it's it's so important for people like, you know, I always sit here and I'm like, God, I'm doing these podcasts. It's so awesome to hear people's stories, but I, I don't know if I'm helping anybody. And then all of a sudden I'll get a DM or I'll get an email or I'll get something where they're like, I listened to this podcast and wow, it was, I really related and really helped. So hearing the energy coming from you for somebody that's, you know, early on is important because, you know, yeah, we have to be realistic and say, Mm -hmm. yeah, you feel, you feel better. You feel the the bad better, (laughs) but the good outweighs that, right?
1: Yes. The good absolutely does that way. And that's one thing you have to remind yourself is I'll be sitting in my little chair crocheting around and I'll just get hit with a memory of like a span of bad decisions. Or when I just decided to drink, you know, I'll have three beers before I'd get on the bus and continue on my way to work. And I'll just be remembered. of I can just feel myself in that position and I have to stop because thinking about where I was is going to do me absolutely no good. And I have to put myself in the position where I am now, where I am now is sober. I am safe. I am secure and I'm stable. And that's one thing that we have to not dwell on when we're getting sober and continuing to stay sober is what we did in the past. What we did in the past is done. It's over. The only thing we can continue to do is not let that past repeat itself.
0: Brilliant. (laughs) that's i mean well Well, that would be
1: called brilliant but thank you i appreciate no
0: i mean that's exactly what it is no amount of worrying and beating yourself up about past mistakes is going to change them they are going Mm -hmm. to be what they are Mm -hmm. and you have to move on and i think Mm -hmm. it is important to remember them at times uh just to keep it fresh so you don't convince yourself that you are you know we can recover right Convince ourselves that we can go back and you know maybe to be different. Was I
1: really that bad? Yes, Mel, you were really that bad.
0: (laughs) Evidence would suggest that to be the case. Yes, especially for me. Um,
1: Oh yes,
0: you know, I spent uh, I spent about a half an hour to forty five minutes last night going through old uh, Facebook pictures that I posted my kids, and that was a half an hour to forty five minutes of tears pouring down my face.
1: Oh man, I'm sorry.
0: Well, it's it it did nobody any good for me to do that. It was, it, you know, it was a good time remembering the good times before the shit hit the fan. And then it was a reminder of the things that, um, you know, what's in the times I've missed, but I can't change that. I can only continue to do what I'm doing here today and, and make a better future. And, you know, I don't know if you listened to the podcast before, but a really good uh, interview that I had with Gail. Uh, she, I think she had around 30 years of sobriety. Um, she might have even celebrated it the day she came on. I think she celebrated that. But anyway, her kids. <laughs>
1: Sorry about that. That's all right. We got... <laughs> yeah, we
0: got two guests today.
1: Well, the cats are running around and I'm surprised they haven't come to say hi. And I, I took the chance, but he goes wherever I go. Ooh. There's windows all around here. So. That's all right.
0: Totally fine with it. And not this the is first closest pop. to
1: the internet, and my room probably <laughs> would have had me going like this, right way on. more than it is now. So
0: that's all right. Bye. We, we love our pets.
1: Oh yeah, he is a very good boy. He knew me when I was drunk and forgave me, and loves me uh-huh. even more now that I'm sober.
0: Talk about unconditional love. Oh we yes. Love
1: Unless I'm not taking him out when he wants to go out, then he doesn't <laughs> like me very much.
0: Right. <laughs> i just, okay. I'll, I'll finish uh, with, with Gail. Uh, she yes. is one that had relationships even with her children that did not recover fully. Mm-hmm. And, but she has come to accept that and she is living her best life. So, I mean, it, it, if you're listening and you're, and you're like, oh my God, I lost all these things. All I want is them to come back. They can come back, but that is out of your control. All you can do is do what you can do to better yourself and then let the pieces fall as they must, or they will. Yep. Yep. One so, thing I'm trying to, Don't go ahead. Go ahead, please.
1: One thing I'm really trying to work with right now is you can't control how other people act and react. You can only control how you do. And I don't have the best relationship with my father. And it wasn't great before. Like from growing up, itty bitty, my drinking didn't really have much of an impact, but it definitely didn't help. And that's something that we're struggling with right now is is just that how he views me. And I can't control how he views me. I can't control... I know he's certainly not happy that I've turned into a pink-haired crochet artist who screams that she's sober all over the place, but I can't control how he sees me. I can control how it makes me feel. I can control how I react to that. I can control how much energy I put into it and how much energy I let him put into it. So that's one thing that I'm definitely working through, as Gail has, as you kind of touched on.
0: That's... I mean, relationships
1: with other people.
0: Yeah. 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 You can control the energy that you put into it. You know, Mm -hmm. people are going to say things that hurt our feelings. You know, our feelings are out of our control in the moment, but we can take a step back and, 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 and walk ourselves through it once we get, but once the fog starts to lift, I truly believe that. And I, I think you put it very well. You know, if the energy that we put into this crap is, is totally dependent on us and that is all we can do and all we control. So I guess let's uh, let's go back to what we were talking about before we came on, uh, started to record. You were you were talking about how AA isn't um, isn't your choice, and that's 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 great because I just had um, Raymond on yesterday, and he's an advocate for multiple pathways, and so am I. So how do you how are you doing it then? If if, if you know, I, I know sometimes uh, in my recovery in the area that I live, it was AA AA AA, and you need AA. Well, that's that's not the case. It doesn't work for everybody. So how do you do it?
1: Um, you know, I've always kind of been someone who's been on my own. I'm going to do this by myself. I got myself into this mess. So I'm going to get myself out of it. Um, and I was very lucky that when I first got sober, my neighbor was also a recovering addict and my brother is also a recovering addict. But my neighbor is going well now. She's got a career helping other addicts recover and get their life back and get back into the jobs and and have healthy relationships with their families. And so I was really lucky to have both of those support systems there with me. Um, I was lucky that when I got when I felt I was in a mentally health uh, mentally healthy safe place to go back to work. Um, I was lucky that I found a job where there were a lot of really supportive people. And I went to one AA meeting and I didn't contribute because I didn't, you know, it was my first one, but I did put down my name and a number. So they're like, if anybody's looking for a sponsor, I was like, that could be fun. You know, it could be nice to have that extra support. So I put down my name and my phone number and I'm still waiting for a phone call. This has been about four years. Um, I don't think I'm going to get the phone call, but that's okay. Because for me, I'm doing all right. And I know that when a bad day comes, I know where my support systems are. I know basically for me, just stay home. That's Uh the easiest way for me to not drink is to Uh just stay home because I live in a house where there's no alcohol. Um, I don't often like walking up to the store to get alcohol and I don't have a car. So it's, it's not, it's not like I'm driving and I'm going to go right past an, uh, a liquor, a liquor store. And I have a lot of things that help me at home. Like my crochet is all here. My cat is here. My dog is here. And my comfy, comfy, comfy bed is here. So those wonderful things that I use as my support cannot not my bed, but that's just an extra reward. Um, those sure. are the things that I'm going to lean into heavily when when because i know it's going to the shit hits the the fan
0: sure yeah Uh, another
1: thing is i know that a lot of aa groups aren't quite as much into god but for me that's not a driving factor um and i grew up not feeling welcome and wanted and when i go to an aa meeting and i didn't feel welcome and wanted that really is extra triggery for me so for me it just wasn't a safe place and but that is my experience and i know that he has helped so many people and just like we all kind of got to our 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 addictive place in a different way like everybody's path to alcoholism and drug addiction is different
0: yeah
1: everybody has different reasons so we're all going to have different ways to recover what works for you isn't going to work for somebody else because we all have different tastes in food
0: yes and this, this, that has to be the way that we approach this, right? And that's a great mm-hmm. way to put it, you know? Because I, if I, we
1: gatekeep sobriety and we say that you're doing it wrong, we're going to end up turning away people. Yeah. If you're no longer continuing to engage in the behavior that was toxic to you, that stopped you from having a meaningful relationship with life in general,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: you can still gamble or you can still smoke pot or you can still have cigarettes if you can still have coffee, but you don't drink or you don't do crack, go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent, you know, uh, and a lot of the AA meetings you'll, you'll hear guys, uh, you know, I, I've been in treatment enough now in the past couple of years, uh, that I, I've really changed my, my thoughts on this. You know, there were, there were guys that would come in that were stuck on a needle, um, and then they'd sit there and they'd talk about, oh yeah, I can go out on the weekend and have a couple of beers, watch a game and go home and never think think about alcohol again. And so if the problem it was pills or the needle or meth or or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. you eliminate that and alcohol isn't a problem, who am I to tell you to stay away from other substances? Exactly. If you can if you can do the marijuana maintenance and keep I mean, marijuana is not going to kill you like alcohol and and, <gasps> and the other drugs are going to kill you. So no. If you can do that, I couldn't, I just ended up really fucking high. I was baked up off my ass. Cause I had a unlimited supply of it. And I was also really drunk. So it did no. nothing for me. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. To each their own. And it's like, you know, I, I'm really trying to not like, you know, I, I'm a, I want to be a, a, not a pioneer. I want to be a, a advocate for people and to do it their way, unless they're like I, hurting themselves or others, you know?
1: I don't often like to uh, advertise it because I do know that there is a huge backlash from the sober community, but I use cannabis and it in no way. I mean, if you look at some of the creations that I make, my crochet work, um, the fact that I have grown a small business since I have stopped uh, drinking alcohol, but I still maintain smoking and eating it throughout my sobriety. It's not in in any way stopping me from doing what I'm doing. It hasn't stopped me from showing up to work every single morning, even on, even when I'm supposed to be taking a day off. I don't take days off. Um, It doesn't stop me from keeping my house clean. It doesn't stop me from taking care of my animals. I'm healthy. I exercise. um, I eat well. So it, it doesn't stop me from living the way alcohol did.
0: Oh, absolutely. No, Um, not even uh, a little bit.
1: So, okay. and it also helps, you know, pain. So sure. I can continue with yeah, the crochet. There's, yeah, there's
0: great benefits, just like mm-hmm. Suboxone and other things, uh, other medically, exactly. you know, things that, that help people. I, whether you agree with it or not is completely irrelevant to that person's recovery if it's helping them. So Exactly. You know, it you is my start,
1: recovery. You
0: know, I, I get really irritated when I see AA guys, and I know what you're saying because I'll post stuff on Twitter and I've had a couple of hardcore AA's. It's like, well, this is how you do it. You get a sponsor, you work the steps, and you never touch anything ever again. That is the only way. Well, if that was the only way, numbnuts, then you would have 100% success rate, which and you do, do not. You? So Please you show do me not. in the books and the statistics
1: <laughs> where that's 100%. Well, it, it, everybody's it was really different.
0: Right. And when they started AA, and if you actually read the big book, which I, I'm assuming these guys should have, but then again, that goes to, to it, I almost went to the religion thing. and I need to avoid that at all costs actually read the book that you're talking about and then tell me where it says that you need to get a sponsor and you need to tell them all your dirty shit they don't it does not it doesn't say that in the big book at all so you're misrepresenting it and before aa became that back in the you know the the forward to the first and second edition or whatever written in the book they were having an alarming success rate but it was it was completely open your religion, your spirituality didn't matter. You were just creating that connection, which you talked about with your cat, with your dog, with your brother, with your neighbor. You're creating connections with people who are like-minded and going through the same shit, and you can relate to each other, and that connection helps eliminate the addiction. And so yep. however you find that connection, that's that's great. So I've
1: created a life in which I don't want to drink, because I know bingo. that if I do, it's Gonna all go away, mm-hmm. cat. And I'm sorry, my kitty cat has a really cute face. And if I'm ever drunk, it'll confuse that cute little face. And I don't ever want to do that.
0: No, man. I am. I, I'll, I'll shed some honesty here too. I am doing everything in my power to not go find a puppy, and 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 to bring him here. You know, I I am. This is all I do right now. I, I'm trying to find work or whatever. And without a license, uh, living where I live is a real pain in the ass. But uh, you know. I, Having a little puppy to, you know, to play with and snuggle up with, you know, it seems well, like a really meantime, good idea.
1: <laughs> how about A, when the universe thinks you're ready, she's going to give you that puppy. But in the meantime, I volunteer at our shelter down the street with kitties. Maybe there's a shelter that you could spend some time with um, because puppies need to be walked Puppies need to be played with puppies need someone to love them while they're waiting for someone to come and find them. And you can help them find homes, which also will help you. Trust me, helping oh, yeah. these kitties find homes helps me.
0: Yo, I, I, I get it. So, I,
1: and it kind yeah. of fills a little spot until I can find my next kitty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man okay well yeah i mean i i i look at the humane society pages in the in the area and i'm liking and i'm commenting and i'm sharing and you know hoping to see i think pongo was the last one his name is pongo Aww. um you know uh getting pongo adopted would be really cool to see but um
1: and we've got two orange cats that are bonded that have been in with us since before Christmas. And it just breaks my heart because they're the sweetest little boys. <gasps> I could spend the next 45 minutes talking about them, but they're still <laughs> there. And it just breaks my heart every time. Every time I see them.
0: Well, maybe that's something that I need to add into the podcast. Maybe uh you know, a shout out to local humane societies, maybe yes. find some homes or something. But <laughs> uh,
1: but before this turns into the cat and dog show.
0: Sure, sure, sure. So so uh so you started your own small business?
1: Yes. So I crochet. You,
0: you crochet and and you're yeah. and you're selling your items?
1: I do. Right? I uh sell them on Ko-fi. I started well it really started as a way for me to just do something with my hands to keep me busy while I was sobering up. I tried Sudoku, I tried word puzzles, I tried crossword puzzles. Um, You can only bake so much before your family's like, really Mel, I love you, but this is five batches of cookies. Give me a moment. (laughs) Um, So I remembered that I liked to knit while I was drinking. So I tried to go sort of similar. I had learned how to crochet when I was an itty bitty. And so I found a crochet hook and some yarn and it turned out that I was pretty good at it. One day, one of the maintenance guys was fixing our Washer and I noticed his hat, and I mentioned, You know, I'd like your hat. And he's like, My girl sells them. And I was like, I could sell my stuff. And yeah. so I started selling small things like hats, but now it's evolved. I sell my Phoenix shawls, and it does look like a Phoenix. And I've sold them all the way to Austria and England awesome. and Canada. And I love making them because not only am I a Phoenix, because I rose from the ashes, bitches. I'm better and brighter than ever, but I get to learn about the people that I'm making them for. I get to learn. I, I'm not going to share their stories because that's theirs, but I've made one for another sober sister. I've made one for a woman who's going through a lot of health problems. And I made one for a woman in Austria who just really liked it. So I get to learn about the people who are also phoenixes who are going through their own struggles and coming out through it. And it really, and then I, I get to inspire them as well and they inspire me. So it's all kind of connected together, but yes, I crochet.
0: That is awesome. And I know exactly what you're talking about because that's what the podcast does for me. I, you know, Good. people from London, I've had, I have uh, Ireland coming up on Sunday. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. so we, we got you on the West coast, you know, I've, I've had Midwest, I've, I've had Canada. It's just, it's, it's really awesome that the, you know, the recovery community is, is amazing because it is. it's, it just blends so many different varieties of people together mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you're going to have assholes in, in every community. And we talked about them a little bit, but yeah, overwhelmingly but- the Twitter recovery community, like the hashtag recovery posse, you know, find that hashtag and, 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 and add that to your Use tweets it. if you're listening. Yeah. it. You will find amazing fucking people out there. I had a guy just Somebody uh, had tweeted, you know, does uh, anybody on here listen to podcasts? What are some good ones? And they he tagged me, my podcast in it, and another dude that's got like five thousand followers, and he's a best-selling author according to his profile. And I was like, dude, you just put me with that guy? I'm like, shit, I can retire. That's the best compliment I've ever received in my life on anything. That you know, is where a,
1: the look what I can do comes yeah,
0: in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to add some damn sound effects. God <laughs> damn it, I'm going to do that. So. And then, you know, I'll add something to rein my ass back in. My, my head's getting bigger, but still it's, it's, it's. A, no,
1: that's good for you. Sometimes you really need to have a big head about your sobriety.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's just, it's good to just get that positive reimbursement, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I go after the douchebags that come on and be like, well, you're doing it wrong or well, obviously it's not working because you just relapsed. Well, fuck all the way off, dude. I mean, there is no gauge on it. If you're making an effort, I mean, anybody like, First of all, these are complete strangers, more likely than not that you're talking to, Mm -hmm. so you don't know them and or what they're going through. And and two, owe them anything. When somebody gets on Twitter and says, "Yeah, I," uh," you know, they just said yesterday that they had 14 days, and then they come back and like, "I relapsed last night." They didn't have to come on and air that to everybody in in the universe that they fucked up, but they're doing it for accountability, and they're doing it because they don't want to continue to do it, and they want to hear something that'll help them get to day two again.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. 100 (laughs) percent i love the support often i find that i get more support from strangers about it and it's it's so encouraging
0: yeah yeah and and there's there are so many groups and it's not just aa but there's secular groups all over the place on the internet search them out and just go on zoom and sit with your camera off sometimes they require you to turn them on for a second to show that you're an actual human and i've seen dudes uh you know Swig and berries pop up on these things because there's assholes that pop in there. But, uh, you know, go and sit and just listen and and see if you can find something that works for you.
1: Yep. One thing that I do love about my business is I participated in craft fairs. And as my crochet and my sobriety are stitched together, I got to share my story with so many people And I got to connect with so many people that were struggling or new people that were struggling or lost family members that were struggling. And it's really encouraging. So I do, I do, I understand the anonymous aspect. I do, but I also, I think you're going to get so much more support and love and encouragement if you come out a little bit more. We need to start taking that stigma away from alcohols alcoholism because we do recover we do thrive we do start over and yes not everybody's going to have that experience
0: yeah
1: but some of us do
0: yeah yeah and i and and i think you know uh there was a guy that was on the podcast who remained anonymous he used a different name and he's anonymous on twitter um, because he's kind of feeling it out you know he's like he, uh, he's not 100 sure i mean he he knows he doesn't want to drink anymore but he still does it from time to time because it's just who he is but because of the business that he works in Mm -hmm. um kind of like you know you talked about your dad kind of thinking a certain way because of of your history he's trying to avoid backlash on that but he's still trying to recover in a way so it's so important for people like yourself to come on and recover out loud um you know because not everybody can do that so and you know like i have i have buddies Well, I have one, my best friend, you know, he I'm trying to talk him into coming on the podcast and this dude goes up and talks to people for his job all day every day about his job has no problem but the fact of getting on a mic and on a camera freaks him the fuck out. And he doesn't, you know, he's like terrified of it. And so I I had
1: spent all morning psyching myself up to this, but I have no problem talking about my sobriety. Like I love talking about my sobriety. It's just the getting on the camera part. It's like when I'm trying to take pictures of my work out by my apartment, I'm like, I don't want anybody to see me, but I (laughs) want to post this on the internet for millions of people to see me. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yep. So I totally get it. Oh
1: yeah. it's funny how that her brains work
0: yeah yeah and and really when you go up and do that because I I'm I'm saying this from personal experience I have an ankle monitor on still from my last OWI and you know uh, at first I was like I'm not going to go out and and, in public with this thing on because what are people going to think but as I've gotten farther and farther than this first of all I don't care and secondly people aren't even noticing it You know, like I, I said, you know what, when I go out this weekend, I'm going to pay attention to see how many people look at my ankle. And I like one person maybe might've looked down there and it's like, we're just, so when you're going out to take these pictures, people are just like, oh, that's a, that's somebody taking a picture and they go about their business.
1: Right. I have Alexis Rose going through my head. Nobody cares, David. Nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody cares what you do. And that's very true. Nobody cares what I do.
0: No, they, they're not paying attention. We, we create these scenarios in our head. Um, and I think everybody does. But I think uh, those of us in recovery and addiction, we do it even more. And we
1: we I'm so we, used to people watching me when I was a drunken yeah. mess.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, why don't you before I let you go, why don't you where can we find your uh, your creations?
1: Oh, thank you. Uh Amazing stitches. Uh, it's like amazing, but amazing. Nice stitches. Uh, it's on KoFi. K-O fi F-I. Okay. And uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Uh, I like to on TikTok. It's a lot of focus on my stitches and also reminders to be kind to yourself, positivity and encouragement because life is hard. Sure. And uh, that's a big thing that I like to try and bring to my my business oh, yeah. is just reminders to be kind to yourself. Um,
0: awesome.
1: I can write it down for you and send it to you as well so
0: Yeah, I'll throw it up with the link on the video when I post it on I'm Facebook having a sale right now. Oh, well that's I'm the perfect worst timing. At
1: advertising my sales too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I will uh, I will gladly send it to me on Twitter and I'll copy and paste it with the link of the video. I'll probably post your video tomorrow to give uh, the one I posted this morning 24 okay. hours or so to to marinate. And then uh, I'll, I'll throw the links up with that on Facebook and Twitter. And hopefully maybe somebody will find one. And, uh, I
1: just want to, I'm help, happy to help inspire people to, uh, to give sobriety a chance. And people who are in sobriety, I'm happy to be along here with you. And I'm always happy to help lend an ear. I'm not a sponsor, as we can definitely tell. But I'm here for encouragement. I'm here for motivation. Um, you, you've got this. Take a minute yeah. by minute if you
0: have to. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and your energy is really going to speak to somebody. I can already tell it, man. That's why I really <laughs> appreciate it, Mel, <laughs> for for coming on. It, you know, the, the laugh and the energy and the, you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It really is. And it will help. So
1: thank you. Well, thank was, you very I'm much. happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll uh, you know. Um, Chat I, soon. I, yeah. I want to, I want to do panel episodes more frequently. I think that you would be a great one to do it. So. I will be in touch. Always happy
1: to help. Thank you, Scott.
0: All right. Well, um, again, thank you. And um, give me that stuff. And uh, for those <laughs> of you listening who didn't catch it, the info, uh, it'll be on Facebook and Twitter uh, tomorrow. So check it out. Have a good have day, everybody. Have a beautiful everybody. day. Bye-bye.